It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Blackerby, joined as we are every Tuesday by the one and only Charlie Five. How are you, sir? Feeling victorious, Zach. Good. Let's go. Let's do this thing. I'm fired up. Let's go. What a huge win. I mean, what a crazy big win for this program. Big deal. Big deal. And, you know, I I don't really want to dive in on the minor details and the minuscule stuff, but the big picture things of like, and, and, and we got this question in the, in the Locked on Auburn Discord. It's like, how much can this win hold us over? Um, because this is a big one. First time we've gone down there and won in 20-something years. That's a huge deal. And I think the Auburn fan base is going to be okay holding on to that for a little bit. For sure. You know, uh, I hate to always go back to the to the last regime, but I believe Gus was oh and how forever versus the big three on the road. Never won at Tuscaloosa, never won at Georgia, never won at LSU. And yeah. Arson is officially one and oh. One and oh. And and uh it was uh it was a fun game to watch. Into the into the wee hours of the morning. It was great. And then you're so jacked up you can't go to bed. So it's like twelve thirty when the game ends, you're like, Well, I'm just gonna sit around until like two AM and until my adrenaline wears off. Well, yeah, was, yeah, then you're in your bed just like scrolling on your phone through Twitter. It's like <laughs> everyone's so happy. All right. <laughs> I need more hot takes, yes. more, more, more. It's like, we're going to beat Georgia next week. It's like, whoa, well, hold on. Hold on. I yeah, know we're exactly. excited, but hold on for a second. So, um, all right. One of the things I want to talk about with all of this is the, um, is, okay, hold, you know, Bo Nix has been really, really good when he was moving around and doing stuff against LSU. Is that something that can continue to happen? Is that mm. something that we can expect on a week-to-week basis? Um, I've got thoughts on this, but I want to hear yours first. So I had a, I was in a group text, and I hate to be like we're we're so high, we're all we're all excited. I hate to like just be s- cynical right off the bat. But like we spent, you know, we spent so long all summer, all whatever off season talking about Bo Nix running around too too much, right? And uh, and he's kind of stopped doing it, so to speak. And then in this game, he's, he's looks like Johnny Manziel. He's running left. He's running right. He's bailing. Granted, he had to quite a bit and he had success with it. So it's like, Oh gosh, are we going to go back to, are we going to regress from a pocket presence aspect? Uh, I, I, I don't know. And that, that I hate that I automatically went there, but it is something that you got to think about. But I think the bottom line is Bo is what he is. He he is athletic. He runs. He he likes to run. He likes to make plays, ad lib. Uh, he's shown that he can stand in the pocket and throw it around. And they they mixed in a lot of short passing, quick passing stuff to help aid that. But at the end of the day, you gotta let him be himself. And I think his uh, you know, the pressure and the the focus, I, he said it, not me, even though it was the meme. He said he was fo- more focused. Uh, all of that uh, and letting him go, it, it ended up, you know, ended up working in the end. Yeah. 
I um I don't know. I mean, it's all about balance, right? And right. Lindsay and I talked about that a little bit yesterday, but it's all about the finding the right balance for Bo and for Harson and Bobo and all of those folks. And I just LSU's defense is really bad. And I, yeah. you know, I, I'm with you. I don't want to just kind of push down everything because we, we're at a high point right now as a fan base. But if he did I that mean, against George on Saturday, I would be I would be blown away. For sure, for sure. And we said it before. We've said it before the season that this was the most winnable LSU game on the road that we probably had in a number of years. Yeah. And and we won it. And we had. I mean, we did have to come from behind and and battle. And there was some. You know, we dug ourselves some a big hole, but uh, this this it's not like it was. We we knocked off one of the best LSU teams that's ever been. We knocked off one that we thought that was the most vulnerable. Um, even though they do lead, lead the SEC in sacks, uh, it's still good to go in there and win, especially at night, uh, late in the evening hours when things get crazy. So I don't want to take too much away from it. No, I don't either, but. I think a lot of what happened Saturday night isn't comparable. Like it, I don't know if it all the success that they had transfers to Georgia, A and M, and Alabama. I think one it, thing. I oh, go ahead. Sorry. I, I think it does to Arkansas. I think it does to Ole Miss. I think it does to Mississippi State. And so, yeah. I mean, I, I think Auburn could still have you know if they play just like they did Saturday night, this may be an eight and four team. When okay. we were looking at them, because I mean, Saturday was such a good, good day for Auburn because most of the SEC just really stunk it up. All the teams right. that Auburn's kind of battling with for that, you know, that second tier in the conference behind Alabama and Georgia. It's like right, that number three spot. Yeah. And it's like a and doesn't deserve it. Ole Miss no. doesn't deserve it. Arkansas doesn't deserve it. And it's like, okay, I think Auburn could beat those teams. For sure, for sure, for sure. I, one thing I did think we found uh, late in the game that I've kind of hoped we would finally discover is how stressful it is for a def- defense when Sean Shivers goes into the flat uh, on like a running back yes. swing pass. That is that is a stressful, stressful play. Even if he doesn't, even if the play doesn't go to him, it's it's got to be stressful because there's no linebacker. That can go from the middle of the field and track him down and beat him to the edge. He's gonna be he's gonna win that battle every time. So they're gonna have to cheat. They're gonna have to you know they're gonna have that in the back of their head now that that ha- that play had so much success. We ran it like four times, and I think it got a first down every single time we ran it. Uh, it's it's that is that is a stressful stressful play thing that we found that Sean can do really well and. Uh, Little things like that, I think we can build on and use against Georgia, and just keep them keep their speed sort of in check because they're very fast. If you can uh, you can get them thinking instead of reacting, you know you might have a chance to make a few plays. I love that you bring that up because you are totally right. You either have to admit and just accept that you're in a mismatch of a linebacker cover Shivers out of the backfield, or you you move a safety up to do it. And then you've got other stuff opening up and mismatches somewhere exactly. else on the field. So, oh, and also, a lot of the safeties in the conference, I feel comfortable with Shivers running them over because that's who he is. It's a personality trait of his, and uh, I love and you know that he's going to try. 
He knows he's going to try. Um, and you know he's a locked-on Auburn athlete, so there's that. 100%. 100%. We love him. He'll break your face. We love him. You know what else we love? Charlie Five. I got a text from um, a fraternity brother of mine. Shout out Bryce. Uh, I think he's a, he's a pretty What's regular up, listener. Love you a long time. But had one of the best catches in intramural football history ever, ever, ever. I think about it once a week. I'm embarrassed to say that. But... <laughs> He's, uh, he's going to see family in Columbus. Then he's driving in Saturday for the Auburn-Georgia game. And he's like, bro, let me know if you need me to pick up anything from Frisky Whiskey. Yeah. Frisky Whiskey, yes, he's like, I dude, I, I, I was texting him. I was like, dude, you're going to be blown away. He's like, dude, I am ready for my mind to be blown. He's like, I've never been. I'm so excited. And uh, I'm excited to, to talk to him after he goes because it's an experience. I know it. It is. You know it. A lot of folks listening know it. Frisky Whiskey. It's like a theme park. It's like a theme park for uh for liquor. <laughs> yes. Yes. It's exactly what it is. Yeah, so uh type in Frisky Whiskey and your phone's GPS will take you right there or just hop on I85. Uh right when you go into Georgia if you're leaving Auburn Opelika, you'll see uh you'll see the billboards all over the place. It's awesome. Hey, today's show also brought to you by our friends at Prize Picks. Uh have you heard about Prize Picks? Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. I love this. I know you will too. There's a ton of props a uh, ton of things that you can bet on. And, uh, yeah, if look, if you listen to the show, you know your stuff. If you listen to any of the Locked On podcasts throughout our network, you know your stuff. And Prize Picks recognizes that, too. And so they want to uh, give all of our listeners a nice little deposit match. So, um, yeah, mm-hmm. use promo code Locked On when you do that. You'll uh, get a deposit match up to $100. Don't hesitate. Get in on the action at prizepicks.com. Free money money at prizepicks.com. Use promo code LOCKEDON, or you can go to the App Store and download their app. Charlie Five, million-dollar question this week. Can Auburn beat Georgia on Saturday? I was hoping we would kind of ease into it, but we're just going to go ahead and dive on in. It's not who we are. We're jumping in. Uh, It's going to be – I mean, I'm not surprising anybody when I say it's going to be tough – the, the matchup that I think will determine the game is can Auburn stop the run? If Auburn can stop the run, I think we can scheme – we'll be able to scheme well, – there, there'll be something where we'll be able to create at least, you know, one or two big plays where we can get in in scoring range, create a turnover, something like that. Uh, if we can stop the run, I think that's the big, big matchup. If we can stop the run, I think that we might have a chance because I, I, I still am not 100% sure if JT Daniels is going to play. And I don't think it matters, don't... actually. But, I, don't, I don't think it matters who Georgia's quarterback is. Really? Well, I just think vertically, we keep, everything's, we keep everything in front of us. Hudson Mason's not going to take the top off of this defense. JT Daniels actually has Stetson a little Bennett. bit of a... Whatever his name is. Doesn't matter. Sounds like he, that guy was either like put on this planet to be yeah. a Georgia quarterback or like a Duke or a lacrosse lawyer. player or a yeah. lawyer, Stetson Bennett. Law- like, that's not a real name. Yeah. Nobody names their kid Stetson yeah. Bennett. Exactly, exactly. So, uh, yeah, I, I just think that if they can, if we can stop the run, we might have a chance late in the game to make a play, uh, kick a field goal, something like that. Uh, it's going to be if, – if that happens, though, it's, I think it's going to be a really low-scoring game because it's going to be really tough for us to get anything going on offense. We're going to have to – we're going to have to hit some big plays. Uh, we're just not going to be able to dink and dunk and just have long, sustained drives against them. I just don't see that happening. They're just too – they're just too good. You're going to have to hit them big and hit them er- – and, you know, hit them big, hit them early and uh, just 
pray that you can convert when you have your chances to score because they're they are legit. There, this is the best defense that we may have we may ever see in college football so far. It's very good. That's why what you said surprised me a little bit. Like I don't really think the story is about from an Auburn perspective. I don't think the story is about when Georgia has the football because I actually think Auburn's defense is going to be okay. I think it's going to be fine. It's the like I would just say the opposite of what you said. I would be like, can Auburn run really? the football? Can Auburn run the football on Georgia? Because I don't think they're going to be able to. Like I think it's going to be a really right. really tough thing because no one else has been able to so far. No. And like while Clemson doesn't look to be near as good as what they normally are, I thought Arkansas is a good football team. They still could be a good football team. Um, but just embarrassing them, just absolutely manhandled Arkansas. It's a different class. I mean, it's a totally different. I mean, that is such a prime example. Of like, okay, I think I think Arkansas has really good coaching, and I think they're a really inspired team, and they've got the heart and the passion, but that only goes so far. Like, I mean, it's right. a bunch of three fired up three stars versus a bunch of trained five stars, and like that's the result. That's the result exactly. you get. What's different here, though, is and sorry to cut you off, but what's different here is it, Auburn. Auburn does pretty well at home. Which yes. is always one thing. And I think there's going to be, you know, the aspect and the fact that this is the first time there's been a full capacity SEC game in this stadium in multiple years. That's a big deal. It's the They're first. Be fired up, man. Yeah, it's the first relevant home game of the Brian Harson era. That matters. He's going to care about that. These players are going to care about that. And uh, I don't know, man. I, I think that's enough. I think it's enough to matter. And also. While Auburn is not on the same recruiting caliber as Georgia, they are much closer to Georgia than Arkansas is. And yes, by far. I, I just, when you look at where Auburn has fallen short so far this year, I don't think talent's a part of it. And I think that's something that Auburn fans should be excited about because it's just been guys either not covering people. Like, you know, the Penn State thing, we all wanted to freak out about the tight ends being uncovered. It's like, you'd rather that happen long-term, when you talk about long-term development of a team over the course of a season, because you can fix that. You can fix that in the right. fi- you know when you're going through film sessions and saying, okay, we left this guy wide open. It's like when the offensive line, people want to slam the offensive line because they like leave a guy unblocked. It's like, well, when you're teaching these guys to get better as a unit and better as a, uh, as a team and in the system, it's way easier to tell them to fix that than to just get beat. You're not really seeing a whole lot of these guys just get beat throughout this right. season. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong here, but I, I think that's something that's good. Um, like, but Georgia just lined up and like they just beat Arkansas. They just whooped just, them. I mean, right, there man, there man. was yeah, there was no scheme mismatch or anything. They're just like we are better than you at literally everything. And we threw. We're going to throw eleven passes and just absolutely bust your teeth in. They yeah. could. They could have not thrown a pass. I think and and been just fine, dude. They, yeah, they could have done literally anything they wanted to. I mean, a lot right. of these teams, and I forget who said it. it. May have been Herb Street that said it. But it's like if you line up and Georgia only plays defense and returns punts, they will beat most teams in college football because that's the the defense is just special. Wow. It's just special. And I don't think he's too far. I mean, that's how they beat Clemson. Um, exactly. And they would, don't make mistakes. <laughs> they would have beaten Arkansas. So I, I think that's something that you've really got to think on. So I was a little surprised when you said that. Long, that was a long way of me getting to that that point. For sure, for sure. They don't make mistakes, but you know what? They have not played uh, at anywhere in the 
like ballpark of what they're about to play in Saturday. The first, the home home SEC opener after two years off. Everybody, there's a little bit of fire after the LSU win. I think they're going to be excited. <clears throat> How do they react when they make that mistake? Because they are going to make a mistake in this game. So it's just, it, are we going to be in the ball game when it happens, and can they respond? That is that is what I'm because they have faced zero adversity so far. Uh, I'm very anxious to see how they handle when they when that mistake happens because it's going. I mean, I'm almost I would almost be willing to guarantee that it's going to happen at some point in time. And can we, like I said, can we stop their run? Can we stop the run and make them have to throw it to beat us? Uh, it seems like Derek Mason is slowly figuring out this defensive personnel. Right. Uh, we wish it was a lot quicker, but um, figuring it out, figuring it out their strengths, their weaknesses, and, and uh, how to disguise some deficiencies, uh, what I think is uh, deficiencies in size at some point in time, especially on the, on the line, the interior part of it. Uh, I think we're just kind of, you know, slowly building on the defensive side. Can we stop their run? And then, what kind of big play can we create on offense? I think that's the that'll be the key. That'll be the key to the game. So I, I got two questions about what you just said. The first, right. the first question is okay. You you don't think that Georgia's faced adversity yet? Um, you, you don't think you don't think playing Clemson week one was was adversity? Okay, so I, when I say adversity, yeah, uh, like they they haven't had to, uh, they haven't had that big that that uh oh play where. Uh, okay, now we've put ourselves sort of behind. That, to me, the the Clint, they they never had they never were uh, they that game was never really in jeopardy. I it agree was with pretty that. clear. It was pretty clear, regardless of the score, that they were in control of that game. And they did. They had the pick six. That that you know the pick six was the only touchdown they scored. But to me, there was no uh, there was no doubt about that game. You could tell they were physically overmatched. They were phys- just physically outmatched. Clemson was and. There, there wasn't really anything that was going to happen unless they just happened to bust a big play and they never did. Yeah. So uh, I just feel like it's just a team, like I said, riding high. They're ready. They're going to come in Jordan Hare, Jordan Hare, whatever you want to call it. And uh, Jordan Hare is the name of the building. Yeah. Whatever. Okay. Jordan, Jordan, whatever. <laughs> anyway, they uh, they uh, will they will see uh, something they haven't seen before, and I think or yet, and the, the crowd will be will be raucous, and uh, they're going to have to be ready. Because we're gonna, I think, I think they're gonna come. We're gonna come hard early, and hopefully, we can, you know, make something happen early in the game. Other question, <clears throat> hit it. Are we better than Clemson? There, we might be. We might be. They're not very impressive, uh, and I can't quite put my finger on. Uh, I, just, what I, just, it is. I, I guess it's the quarterback. Is just uh, not yeah, that, I think it is a quarterback. He's but, not that good. And now I think mentally, I mean. I mean, they were brought into that program, have been trained to compete for championships. And exactly. now they're in a situation where they cannot compete for championships anymore. And and, and that's obviously an issue. So um, I think that's part of it. But yeah, I just think if Clemson goes to Happy Valley, I think they lose by a lot more than what we did. For sure. And then... 100%. I still think they go to LSU and win, though. It's possible. It's they, possible. they may not. They're, I don't know. They lost. They didn't. They would I think LSU would stroke NC State possibly? Uh, so and they yeah. they went to was that game at NC? Was that in? I'm not. Was sure. it there? Was it at home? I'm not 100 percent sure. But that was not a. Uh, that was a, definitely a bad game. And then Georgia Tech. 
they were were they they may have been either behind or within like a couple of points at at halftime in that game. That was a close game. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I don't know. I I don't. I'm not sure that they would beat LSU. It's a weird thing to talk about. <laughs> I know. It's weird. I know. Like, where did this gap come in? Like, where did this talent gap come in? I mean, the, uh, the fall off. I mean, just dramatic. The I mean, fall off after Trevor is crazy. What, what do you think? Dabo may have been possibly looking ahead to possibly another job. I I don't know. Just throwing that out there. Uh, what job? But where would he I go? Mean, I think he's going to go to Alabama as soon as as soon as Saban leaves. Maybe Gosh, that ain't happening anytime he, soon. Possibly, probably not. Probably not. But uh, you know, it could happen soon. You know, it could happen What's soon that? though. If you What's ordered that? auto parts from RockAuto.com, fast. <laughs> they would show up at your door real soon because that's their thing. I mean, they've been doing it for forever. Uh, and helping people save time and money because uh, people use rockauto.com. So uh, you should go do that too. And you'll just, just do it and let us know how soon the, the parts get to your door. Go to rockauto.com right now it. and see all the parts available for your car, truck, or your SUV right locked on Auburn in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. And when you time it, be sure to use a stopwatch, not a calendar, because it's that quick. Also, today's show brought to you by our friends at Sweatblock. Sweatblock is doctor-created, doctor-recommended, up to seven days per use. They have what they call the dry shirt guarantee. It's awesome. Also, uh, it's the bestseller on Amazon for the last decade, over 13,000 reviews. Currently the number one spot in the Amazon antiperspirant category. And that, uh, let me tell you what, Charlie Five, the antiperspirant category in Amazon is cutthroat. I mean, that is a competitive thing. And that is super competitive. Yep. Like, and there's uh, a lot of sweat defenders on Amazon. There are sweat blocks stands alone. That's right. That's right. And I'm sure they're they're not even sweating it because I'm sure they use their own products. So. <laughs> Keep going. Keep going. This is great. <laughs> Selling so much not stuff sweating. today. Uh, no, go uh, go and check them out at sweatblock.com. Sweatblock.com. Use promo code Locked On for twenty percent off at Sweatblock. Dot com. All right, we got a few minutes left. Charlie Five, any specific players? Actually, I was asked this. So a few minutes before we were start, uh, sat down to record this, I went on uh, with Dave Schultz and w, uh, WNSP in Mobile, and he asked me the question, and I hesitated, and I eventually answered. Uh, I'm curious to see if your answer is the same here. Who is right. the best running back on Auburn's team right now? Uh, right now, it's Jarquez Hunter, hands down. It's what in the play. world is happening? What? I don't even know what's happening. I mean, the kid is I, – I, I really – I don't know if it's so much that, that Tank's dinged up. His vision is absolutely insane. That that run, that the, the toss sweep, he makes – he sees a, a guy early on, on the edge and makes a move on him that I'm not sure many people see because, like I said, the guy was really low coming at him, and he sees him immediately and hits the cutback. And that's what sprung him. If he just continues to run to the edge, um, uh, it, he's he's it's a you know maybe three or four yard gain. The kid just man, his vision is unbelievable. His explosion through the line. Yeah. I, I am I am so dadgum excited. And when they showed him doing six hundred and sixty pound squats in cowboy boots, I was ready to just go flip furniture over. No, there's was, a lot to like about ju- that. That got me fired up. Oh, there's a lot to get fired up about that for sure. Um, yeah, but 
it's interesting because you're totally right. He's very patient when he runs, but his patience looks different than like what carry on Johnson's tiptoeing. Well, carry on would just stop in the backfield. Like, I mean, that that was just a crazy thing. And he just understood what was happening. Jarquez is more of like a timing thing than a patience thing. He just understands yep. the speed of what's happening around him. He's on this, and so, and just the the understanding the angle of like, okay, I can work up field for a second, draw guys in, then slowly shift to the outside, draw more guys in, and then just kind of use that speed and understanding angles. And the fact that he right. gets it at this age is crazy. It's very. I wonder very if crazy. it's. I wonder if it's because he's short, a shorter guy. He still has to like he still has to have his legs going, so it's not like a like a creep a creep to the hole like kind of like uh, Carry On used to do, where it was just he's Carry On was like what six one six two, so his strides were a lot longer. This kid's got to get he's got to go ahead and get the legs going a little bit, even though he's 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 throttling it. A, it's and it's a lot easier for him to flip it on because he's all he's not super far from like hitting it and going full speed. Anyway, I wonder. I, I've always wondered if. That, Shorter backs have an advantage in that that aspect, but this kid, man, is he fun to watch? You just feel like something big's going to happen, and we're we're five games through the season. He's still averaging uh, over ten yards a carry. He does have the ninety four yarder in, but if you take that out, he's still probably somewhere around seven or eight yards a carry. He yeah. just he just makes it happen. He just makes it happen, uh, and uh, it's kind of it's kind of shocking to see. To me, he's completely outshining Tank thus through through the first five games. And it year. sounds like I, I don't think Tank is healthy. I think Tank is battling sure. some stuff, and so that obviously stinks for for both Auburn, but even more so for Tank. So hopefully that gets done. But I mean, it just says so much about what the coaching staff thinks about Hunter because a ninety eight yard drive where they needed a score to win with Finley against Georgia State. Who was in at running in back? Yeah, he was in there, and then. Um, the game-winning drive, basically against LSU. Yeah, that he was the you guy that they were going him, with, and you give him the ball three, almost I think three times in a row. I mean, you give it to him for the long run, then he kept. No, I'm sorry, you don't give it to him three times in a row. Sean had the little another one of those little swing passes where he picks up the first down. Give it to and me, and then uh, and then he uh, then Jarquez does Jarquez go out at the one, and then he punches it in. So I mean, like you gave it to him three times yep. in in crunch time, like you, a true freshman kid that just played high school. I mean, you're, I can't say enough about him. I'm, I'm like in him. awe of him at this point in time. I said, I tweeted, I said, I love him with every fiber of my being. He I, is. Th- there's very few things I would not do for that man. I just, I, I love him. <laughs> no, I love absolutely him. not. Um, I love him. He makes me feel a certain way and there's just, there's just no other way to put it. Totally uncomfortable at sometimes he makes me feel so, but uh, I love him. I still love him. Um, and I think, especially when he, when when he was throwing up six sixty with cowboy boots on, I said, "Oh boy." So when most people reference how strong Jarquez Hunter is, they just talk about how much he can squat. But no, you include the most important detail, which is not the weight that he's squatting; it's that he did it in cowboy boots. In cowboy boots. But yeah. I don't know if we that's have, true. He dunked in cowboy boots. I don't think I've he's seen squ- that video. I don't think he's squatted in cowboy boots. No, they showed it on the game. They showed it on the game. He's wearing cowboy boots in the squat. <laughs> While you can see him doing six sixty in cowboy boots, and then there's also a video evidence of him with a drop step yam that's, in cowboy that's what's boots. Hype. 
That's what's high. <laughs> on a 10 foot going. He's like five foot, what, six or seven yeah. at best. So he jumps over his whole height <laughs> almost to have to dunk. It's crazy. Yeah. Like he could jump on himself if he wanted to. Yes. Yes. Crack a window in here. I'm getting bothered. For, Let's for, go. For some people, boots are made for walking. But no, for Ooh. Jarquez, boots are made for squatting. Squatting and dunking. Let's go. <laughs> I love it. I love it. He I'm delirious. Get, like, I am delirious. I've been traveling all day, finally back yeah. home. And I'm like, I get to talk to Charlie Five for a few minutes. And as soon as we're done recording, I'm going to fall asleep. Do it. Do it. Where can people find you, you and hear you? You find me on Twitter at the underscore Charlie underscore five. You can find me on auburnlive.com, the corner message board, Auburn 247 Sports Body Get Aboard, or Monday through Friday on the Dad Bod Golf Pod. You guys have been killing it on that, by the way. If you have any interest in golf, be sure to check out Dad Bod Golf Pod. If you like golf and you don't listen, you're just a lost human. You're a lost human. Yeah, you're dumb. That's really what it comes down to. We're just going to go ahead and say it. You're dumb. You're, you're, yeah. Well, we'll just, whatever. I don't care about what I have to say today. Whatever. I'll just say it. <laughs> Follow me on Twitter at Z Blackerman. Show on Twitter at Locked on Auburn. On Instagram at Auburn Podcast. Assuming Instagram is back up by the time you're listening to this. What a disaster that is. Um, be on the lookout for uh, an extra episode with Chandler Wooten. Also, an extra episode as a crossover with our friends, quote unquote, friends from Locked on Bulldogs. Those guys are wild. All right. We'll be back tomorrow right here on Locked On Auburn. The NCAA tournament is almost here. And listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.